I'm health coach Heather, and you are listening to episode 203, Talk to Your Kids About Predators. You are listening to the Nourished Connections podcast, hosted by health coach Heather, master health coach and wellness educator specializing in family health. This show is about raising a strong, healthy, resilient family with confidence and courage in a confused world. So hang out with me each week to learn practical coaching tips, parenting advice, nutrition and exercise suggestions, and stress reducers to apply to your mental and physical well-being. Welcome back to the Nourish Connections podcast. If you've not listened to the podcast before, welcome. My name is Heather, Health Coach Heather, and you can find me at healthcoachheather.com. You can watch all the podcast episodes over on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify. The name of the podcast is Nourished Connections. Today, we're going to talk about how to talk to your kids about predators and things that could happen to them. And before we get into that episode, it's time I let you know how Thanksgiving went. It wasn't a, as expected. The last podcast you listened to, I talked about going to Colorado. Well, that didn't happen. As you know, I took my car in to get fixed. The car people stayed an extra hour to make sure it was fixed. But um, when I picked it up, brought it home, it was leaking pretty bad. So we took it back to the shop. Nobody was there, of course. They had shut down for the night and left the keys in the drop box and said, fix it properly. And that was that. So we tried to attempt to take my husband's car. He has a Toyota Camry, pretty good, decent car. But as we got two hours in, his rotors were pretty shaky, bumping and lights were coming on. So we just all had to make the decision to turn around and come back home, that it wasn't meant to be. The trip to Colorado was not meant to be. So we got home about one in the morning, got our suitcases out of the car, just went right to bed. And then I woke up the next morning. It was Thanksgiving day. I went for a nice walk about 7.30 in the morning and realized I do not have a turkey. I do not have Thanksgiving dinner. I did not plan anything. So what I had in my fridge was from the farmer's market the previous week. I had bought some organ meats and one of them was a cow tongue because I wanted to try making tacos de lengua. I heard those were really good. So I ended up making tacos de lengua on Thanksgiving day and I thought they were delicious. Some other people ate them too. Probably didn't think they were as delicious, but then I went to my friend Paul's house and for dinner that night, he invited us over because He's nice like that. And me and Jojo went and we had a great time spending Thanksgiving evening with a couple of friends. So that's what happened. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving day and you got to spend it with the people you love. I felt bad I couldn't go see family that we were planning on seeing, but sometimes the universe has a different plan for you. And I find that if you just go with the flow, your life will work out better. All right, let's get into the episode now. We are talking about how to talk to your kids about predators. And a predator really could be a friend of theirs. You don't know who the predator might be. And likely 
if you, if your kid ends up in an inappropriate situation with someone where they're all alone and they could be touched or someone they could be touching someone else and they're innocent, they're seven, they're eight, they're nine years old, they don't really know what they're doing, this could be a huge, huge problem. And I want you to just be aware that this is happening more than you think it is. So this is why I wanted to bring this topic to the forefront today is because we need to start talking to our kids more about what predator activity looks like, who a predator might be, and how we can help our children to steer clear of those situations where it could get dicey or or they're talked into something or trying to be talked into something and how to help them to feel they're going to feel uncomfortable within them, but to get out of there and flee the situation as fast as can as they can. So just recently, my husband came home and said he was listening to the Jocko podcast and Jocko had a guest on who was talking about his experience of when he was a younger child and he was groomed, being touched or molested by a, just an older kid who was, I don't know how much older this kid was. And he ended up, I didn't hear the podcast myself. I'm trying to just recall what my husband was saying about it. But I think a lot of people, when they get in those situations and turn into adults, they feel a lot of guilt and a lot of shame and a lot of, I did something wrong. And they carry that with them for years and they try to bury those feelings. They don't talk about it. A lot of kids that I coach tend to bury their feelings and not talk about them or bury something that they're ashamed of or feel guilt over when what we need to do is shed light on it so that the healing process can start. And this man who had had this experience was carrying a lot of, a lot of feeling heavy feelings with him because of what this person had done to him, even though he had forgiven this person for what this person had done to him. Um, he carried a lot of just the weight of that whole nasty, icky, yucky situation that he found himself in as a child. Now, there's probably some adults that might be listening to this podcast right now and going, yeah, some stuff happened to me. And maybe some stuff that you're recalling might be coming up that you've buried, that you've not talked about. And so I think the first thing you can do is bring your own stuff up as an adult. Write it down, journal it. If you don't want to talk about it to anyone, get it out on a letter and burn the letter. Get it out somehow, but get it out of your body. Physically getting it out of your body is so helpful. You might go back and listen to a podcast episode I have called Scribbling Out Emotions. It's a technique you can do. It was invented by Ali Duzette. I don't know if she invented it, but she wrote a book all about it. And it really takes people through the process of scribbling on paper as they're thinking about and getting that emotion out. So we need to get these emotions out of our body because when we don't, they tend to fester in there, which could cause disease. A lot of trapped emotions in the body are what are causing disease. It's not necessarily what you're eating. It's not necessarily the pollution in the air, right? All these things contribute to it. But I think the majority of the problems people have disease-related are because of trapped emotions in the body. 
And there's a great book you can read called Feelings Buried Alive Never Die by Carol Truman, where she goes into detail about how this is happening and even has pages at the back of anyone who's experiencing cancer or gallbladder issues or skin issues or whatever. Okay. It's attached to a specific emotion that has been trapped in the body, which is why I do a lot of muscle testing for people. A lot of people reach out to me and they pay for a muscle testing session where I can tap into their subconscious and energetically find the trapped emotions and release them. And they feel like a weight has been lifted. And I know all that sounds woo woo. And it's kind of like, whoa, what is that? But I will tell you this. I have seen so many children I coach um, just go from being so dark and scared and angry all the time to just this light, happy, free person from doing the work with me, from doing the trapped emotion release, coaching with me. Um, and it's just an, it's an amazing transformation for me to watch as a coach, to watch a child go from totally angry and upset, hurt, shy, introvert, to now like being able to get their own back, have confidence, have peace, and we continue to work through issues going on in their life and help them to set goals that help them move forward. So just thinking about this topic of how to talk to our children about predators, we need to tell we need to tell them that it's likely that even your friend could be a predator. You don't know. You're going to know when you're in this situation though because they might ask you to do something uncomfortable. And if it involves you having to undress yourself, I would even use these words, touch a touch your body part or anywhere that your clothes are covering, that is inappropriate. And you're going to feel that icky feeling. And that's when you need to run and get out of there, no matter what, no matter how hard it is or how scary it is to do that. And you feel like you have to stay and you have to see that out. You do not. And you need to get yourself out of that situation as fast as you can. So talking to our children about possibly what is inappropriate and what is not is a very, very good idea. There's a book I read. I would read to my children called um, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. And it's just a children's book that it's got some length to it, but it goes into detail about how to know what's appropriate and what's not and what to walk away from and what to get out of as soon as you can. It really isn't a matter of if this happens. It's a matter of when it happens because our kids these days, they're not in our care 24-7. Maybe if you're homeschooling, you have a little more control over that, but there's times you're not around your children 24-7. And you don't want to be, you want to give them some freedom. You don't want to be a helicopter parent, but your kids are going to interact with the world. And a lot of kids these days have mental health issues, even though they were raised by really good families. A lot of them still carry a lot of pain from whatever's going on in their childhood, or it could be a genetic thing too, that's passed down to from generations to them. So you don't know what situation your child might get in at a friend's house, just on a play date or something that happens with one of their friends that's over at the house. The truth is we just don't know. And so it's always important to keep talking about these things with your kids. I don't mean every day that might really annoy them or bother them, but bring it up. 
bring it up if you haven't brought it up in a month or two. Bring it up again and keep having the open dialogue. Have the open conversation with your kids and be the one to start it. To say, hey, have you heard about oral sex? Do you know what that is? And this this might be really uncomfortable for you as a parent to talk about. But I think as you talk about it more with your kids, if you feel it's appropriate to do so at their age, I just feel like I had to really teach my kids from a young age what things were. And I didn't want to, but I felt like I had to because they were not always in my care. They were home alone a lot for different reasons. And they would watch TV. And sometimes I didn't know what they were watching. If it was a YouTube video or it was something even on Disney Plus, right? You don't know what's being fed to your children through indirect messaging and things like that. So I felt like at a young age, I still had to be totally upfront with my kids and teach them about sex, teach them about the different kinds of sex and what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. And I never had those conversations with my parents as a kid. It was very uncomfortable for that generation to talk to their kids about these things. So growing up in a world today, we have to have these conversations. We have to have the hard talks with our kids. When I was about three years old, my mother told me the story about how she was eating. It was a it was a church dinner at a park somewhere. And we I was playing on the playground, which was a little bit away, kind of just a, several yards away from where this picnic was happening. And of course, I don't remember this, but one, one girl started running up to my mom and saying, hey, two guys are taking off with your daughter. And two men had had me in each of their hands and they were running towards their car with me. And my mom immediately looked up and saw it happening and she started running towards me as fast as she could and screaming and hollering and all kinds of things. So when these guys saw my mom screaming and running, they'd let go of my hands and they took off in a car. So scary times, scary things can happen. Little kids don't know, they don't understand. And it's our responsibility as adults to just love our kids and help them and educate them as best as we can. Because who knows if I would be here today if that did actually happen to me. It's scary. We don't know what would what would have become of me. But I wouldn't be health coach Heather today. So I was meant to be here, you guys. So you need a step number one really to all of this is to having that open communication. You gotta have a non-judgmental space that your child feels they can come to you and talk to you about what's going on and encourage them to share anything that might make them uncomfortable and establish some boundaries. So teach your child about personal boundaries and what is considered appropriate and inappropriate behavior. Emphasize the importance of saying no when they feel uncomfortable. Number three, you got to trust instincts. Teach your children to trust their own instincts. This is going to help them to get out of situations. If something feels wrong or uncomfortable, they should know it's okay to remove themselves from that situation as quickly as they possibly can. And number four is to role play scenarios. So practice potential scenarios that could happen to your child or with your child or wherever to help them develop assertiveness and know how to respond in uncomfortable situations. This can empower them to react appropriately. And of course, teach them about internet safety. Discuss online safety and the importance of not sharing personal information with strangers on the internet. Teach them about the potential risks 
and the importance of reporting any suspicious behavior. We don't want anything to happen to our children in person or online. So we as parents got to take responsibility. We've got to show up for our kids. We've got to have the hard conversations. We got to have them often. I just don't, I don't even think there's a too young of an age anymore because we just live in such a scary, crazy world where things can happen. But how do we still parent with faith and not fear and teach with having some boundaries, but also letting them have some freedom? These are the things that we will wrestle with as parents in the century we live in right now. So parents. Be on your guard, but also teach your kids enough that they know how to defend themselves and be assertive for themselves and stick up for themselves too, because that's going to be really important. Thank you so much for tuning into the Nourish Connections podcast. If your child is ready to have a life coach, I would love for you to check out my website, healthcoachheather.com. And check out my programs, have them join my one-on-one coaching program which is called Nurturing Potential, or they can do business coaching with me, whichever they prefer. But coaching really helps kids to be more confident and be able to speak their mind more, be more assertive in the areas they need to be more assertive in. So consider a coach for your child and have a beautiful rest of your weekend. I'll talk to you later.